Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know Brittany's mad, but I wish she would just be mad at Jax because he created this problem and she's married to this guy. She's kind of married to the problem. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I am back again to talk about Vanderpump Rules. Not as angry as I was last week or the other times that I've spoken about Vanderpump this year, um, but I'm here. I, I feel like a sense of lightness, a sense of levity, um, and I'm ready to get into it. Finally, Jax has had his comeuppance. Has he... Um, seen the light of why this might be happening? No, but at least it happened and, you know, baby steps. Before I get into it, I want to talk about a couple things. First, notably, the um, podcast of drama that's been happening with regard to Sheena and how she's portrayed on the show. There it was a, an editor named Bree Dellinger who edits a few episodes of Vanderpump. She went on a podcast called Twisted Plot, which um, I think the episodes have been pulled from Apple Podcasts. I heard, I didn't double check, but I heard that you can maybe still find, as of a couple days ago, you can still find the episodes on Google Play. Um, but if you do your Googles, you can definitely find it somewhere on Reddit or something like that. But anyway, Brie went on to say, um, if Sheena knows what's good for her, she would prevent me um, because my favorite game is finding all the embarrassing things that Sheena does and putting them all in. Now, there's definitely a conversation to be had about like how people behave, how people are perceived on the show, what stays, what goes, this, that, and the third. Does Sheena do all of these things? 
Absolutely. You can't deny it. But is it fair to say that she is the most embarrassing person on the show and that she's constantly like this like sex crazed boy crazy girl who has like no other depth, no other dimensions to her? I don't believe that to be true. There are a lot of things about Sheena's life that we don't see. She has a podcast. She was on she was living in Vegas for six whole months doing a show. She, I believe, was the first person to buy property on the cast. She has a home in Palm Springs. And it seems like, you know, it's fair to say that, like, once you're in the groove of these shows, it's like everybody is a character and you kind of have to play into that character editing-wise, right? But it's also, I think, very unprofessional for Bree to admit, like, that basically, like, if she if Sheena would fall in line like I wouldn't be putting these things in but because she doesn't lick my boots like I get to show all the embarrassing things about her I I just think that's really shitty I don't think that's very cool and there was a particular scene that made me very uncomfortable that I believe Brie uh, claimed responsibility for which was the conversation after Stassi's engagement party where they excuse me after Stassi's engagement where they were having the party at Lisa's um Sheena was sitting next to Nikolai Stassi's like teenage brother can't be more than like 15 or 16 at this point and you know, and making conversation with him and they made it seem so creepy they added this music they asked her later in interviews like what's the youngest guy you would date and Sheena said 21 and it, basically the conversation that Sheena was having was a conversation that I think everybody would have with a teenager that they don't really know but kind of know like oh do you have a girlfriend like blah 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 like they made it seem like Sheena was like trying to get after this kid and what like come on that I think is like beyond the pale of like shitty behavior like we know that Sheena's not a predator we know that like you know as we saw completely unfold that like Brett Max you know was not like a victim of her uh with regard to her music video that he was in that he felt so violated in but then later says that like he wasn't really violated he was just like looking out for the artistic integrity of her music video what come on <laughs> like and yeah i just thought that that was like really messed up to do i think it confirmed what we had all been talking about and I think other podcasters other people fans of the show have been saying like Sheena is doing more of this work on especially with regard to this season in terms of bridging the gap between the old cast and the new cast um having to do these scenes that like none of the other veteran members seem to have to be doing and still working it sir and I just think it's really unfair to just be like oh well because she doesn't like buy me shots when I see her out um I'm just going to make her look like an idiot. Like, I don't think that's fair. Like, come on. This show is a cast full of idiots. And I really be don't believe that Sheena's any worse than anybody else that's on this show. Certainly no worse than Jack's fucking Taylor. Definitely no worse than Tom Schwartz. I just think it's really, like, a shitty thing to admit publicly to, like, brag about. She seemed very thirsty. Another notable thing that was mentioned that I think is getting a similar amount of uh, uh, clout, well, not clout, but, like, uh, you know, headlines is the fact that she admitted that basically 
um, they decided that Stassi and Bo were going to be the superheroes of the show, and that's why they continue to be in every episode. And they also, and this was, I think was interesting, was that because they have such a large cast that they, the editors and Bravo, the powers that be, will like shift in people in and out of the show to see what the audience response is going to be in terms of them not being on the show or being on the show. Now, I think that has a lot to do with probably why we don't see Kristen a lot, um, and why after Jackson Brittany's wedding, we're not seeing them as much as we did. Um, I just, I, I, that stuff I found actually really interesting. The stuff, the thing that pisses me off about forcing, and that's what they're doing, forcing Stassi and Bo on us is kind of the issue that I take with influencers as a whole and why certain people are able to succeed. To me, in my opinion, Stassi and Bo are the kind of couple that seems just out of reach to be like hashtag goals, hashtag couple goals, but not so much that they make you feel bad about yourself. They're both certainly good looking people, but they're not like so good looking, you know, it's not like a Brad and Angelina situation. They, you know, Bo came in as this like foppish, nice guy who, you know, just wanted to take care of Stassi. And how great is that for her to get her happy ending after Patrick and Jax and the other guy that she dated who sold a sex tape to Lisa Vanderpump for $900. (laughs) It's not okay, but the $900 thing just kills me. Um, you know, it's like, oh, we see this girl who like, gets her fairy tale ending and like that's so great and now we're gonna like bank on this couple who really isn't even that great to me um it seems you know like they have really tried to make saucy and beau happen and i'm not seeing it for them i heard that they had like some sort of web series on bravo.com and that was a flop and it ended up getting canceled i've heard rumors in the past about how they were trying to market Stassi is the next Bethany Frankel and I just think that these are things like we don't need that and I think in time in the time that we're living in now it's like there was a great article talking about like the downfall of the influencer and the influencer market during the pandemic because obviously they can't do these photo shoots that are like you know aspirational blah 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 you know people behaving entitled and and just generally shitty. Um, I think that we have to like let go of the basics. I think that there's been a huge market for basic people. And in my definition of basic is like people that seem to have it all from coming from nowhere and who are like sort of relatable. Like, you know, I call Saucy Ranch as a personality, like, you know, that she just, like, does things that, like, I don't know. Like, I don't need the the relatable market to me. Like, I don't want that in my life. And I hope that, like, as we're in this situation in the world that we, like, seek out more authenticity in people and seek out more layers of people. Um, I, but I also, like, to talk about, like, trying to make 
Stasi happen in the way of Bethany, I, you know, is sort of the conversation that we can have about the new cast trying to make them happen versus the old cast is like Vanderpump Rules is very much a lightning in the bottle situation. Like the relationships were organic at all. You know, they were all on the same level of like trying to make it work in Hollywood and all working at this restaurant. And, you know, obviously Stasi was one of the breakout characters, cast members, but you Bethany is a juggernaut of her own making like you can't create a Bethany whereas you cannot create a new wave of Vanderpump Rules kids like it's just not going to happen because these things happen organically and now we're trying to like take the blueprint and make it happen again like it's just never going to be that way and so what they need to be trying to do is like figure out how these people are evolving, how these people are making their adult lives, their marriage, having kids potentially, you know, being financially secure in a way that they could never have dreamed of. Like, how do we make, how do we commodify that? That's what I want to see. Like, I want to see, you know, like they're doing with the housewives more breaking of the fourth wall, which I think is brilliant. Um, I, I would just like for them to focus more on that than actually what is trying to manufacture another generation of these people. Like it just is not ever going to happen for me. Now let's get into the episode. And I tend not to like do a straight recap of, of Vanderpump. Like I do, um, you know, the other shows that I recap, Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance, because I don't like <laughs> the new cast and I don't like how we're force-fed these people. Like, I just don't see it for Max Brett. I don't really care about Dana. Charlie and Danica are certainly funny time and time again, but if they weren't, if none of these people made it to the next season, it would be fine by me. I would completely forget their names and I basically still don't know. I, I do know who Brett is now. I can, <laughs> over the past week, I've, I've figured out which one is Brett and which one is Max. But listen, season finale is next week. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. But let's talk a little bit about the Brett, Max, Dana triangle. The thing that they've been trying to make happen, trying to make us interested in this whole time. So Dana started dating Max at first and then I guess things got too hot and heavy. <sighs> then she started dating Brett or made out with Brett at her birthday party and she was really into Brett and she was really into Max. Things didn't work out with Max. And then we see this episode of... A big confrontation because Brett and Max are friends. Max was feeling some type of way about Brett now going for Dana. Didn't really speak up to about it immediately, but then as time went on, he seemed to admit that he was like more and more upset by the, this situation. And then we have this big blow up between the three of them and basically uh, several other cast members like Sheena and Lala and Stassi and Bo and um, where Brett finally admits that he actually doesn't have feelings for Dana. Like he's just making out with her because I, I don't, he said like something like I'm interested in her, but I don't like her, which what? And his justification is that he has not put his fe pe penis inside of her. Therefore a penis inside of a vagina means feelings to him. And he doesn't have feelings for her. He's just interested in hanging out and being friends or whatever. Okay, so then here, here, 
here's what I have the issue with. It's like, <laughs> what is Brett's problem? What is his issue? Because first we see him, like, continuously going after Sheena for being boy crazy. And, oh, he feels so violated by this music video that he knew he was going to be doing a sex scene on a bed with her. And, you know, this was such a problem for him and blah, blah, blah. And now, like, oh... I was never interested in Dana, even though I went on dates with her and made out with her multiple times and we made time for each other. It's like, Brent needs a therapist, I think. Like, what is going on here? Like, he is now all this like bros before hoes mentality and like he would never do that to Max, but it's like, well, you already made out with the girl multiple times. So like, what is the truth? You know, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, like, oh, I'm interested in this girl, but also, like, that's my boy, and I would never betray him. Well, you've already betrayed him. So, like, just say that you like the girl. And if you don't like the girl, then leave her alone, because she has feelings for you. Ugh, whatever. I hope I never have to see these people again. Let's get into the actual part of the episode that I want to talk about. James, as we found out last week, is backspinning at Sir, and his excitement just kills me. Like, he, I am loving Sober James. I think that he can be just as funny, just as snarky, just as, like, witty while being sober. You know, the nastiness can still remain, (laughs) even if he hasn't had a drink. And I think he, I really just love, he just seems like such a bright light. (laughs) imagine me saying that about anybody on this show but he just seems like so happy and so excited and so like just like pumped to be getting these opportunities back and like try and get his life back and like it really does seem like he's so dedicated to DJing and to music and so like to see people like like to see him finally dedicate himself to his sobriety and doing the right thing and to see him be rewarded for his consistently good behavior. Um, apparently he's about a month out from a year sober and it's just really nice to see like how grateful he is. I think I just really love James and I, I just want the best for him and Raquel. And frankly, I think now Raquel and James are the queen and king of Queens. No, (laughs) king and queen of sir and i'm loving it i love it by the way um in that podcast brie also mentioned that um raquel is the woman that everybody thought britney was meaning she's like actually kind actually has like an innocence about her is actually like kind of like warm and bubbly and like that is the true her and now we're seeing the real britney Woo. That was some tea, girl. Love to hear it. Um, so Raquel and James are like talking about Raquel's so excited and happy for James. She's like, every time I I wait tables, people always ask me when you're gonna play, and and now I can tell them that you are, and like they just seem very like happy with each other. Um, Tom and Tom are both at Sir because they lost the bet uh, at their softball game, so now they have to clean the bathrooms. So they're outside after cleaning the bathrooms. Brittany and her totally hair Barbie crimps come out to talk to them. Sandoval tells Brittany that he is going to be having a pool party the same time as, or the same day as Jax's pool party that he has like rage text people and uninvited them to. 
and Brittany's like, oh, that's really messed up. And, you know, why all of a sudden do you guys want to have people over when you guys never have people over? And Sandoval's like, well, we had people over just last night. Like, we have no, like, she's basically suggesting, like, they're only doing this to be petty. Is that true? Yeah. Is it funny? Hell yeah. It's hilarious. Um, Brittany gets really upset. She walks away. Tom says, you know, I'm putting my foot down. I've decided that it's bullshit that Jax gets to run the show, that he gets to push people out, that he gets to choose who does what and when and, and whether or not they can come based on like whatever rage he feels like being, whatever mood he's in. And I've had enough. And Sandoval, I salute you for that. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy that this is happening. So Brittany comes home from her shift, talks to Jax, and was like, oh, you won't believe this. Jax, uh, Sandoval told me that he's having another party, and Jax is like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, oh, it's been one thing after another with Sandoval. He didn't come to my bachelor party, which was like a, like, like an other bachelor party that he was having because some of his friends weren't going to be able to come to his actual bachelor party in Manha- in Miami. So he had another one. Sandoval didn't go because he was in St. Louis with his family and still went to the official bachelor party in Miami. So he's mad that he didn't go to some like offshoot bachelor party. Secondly, he goes on about, oh, he brought up my pastor, which is like, yeah, bro, like you should be called out for having a homophobe and a racist reciting your vows, like officiating your wedding. That's messed up. And if you didn't want people to talk about it, you should have shut that shit down and fired him the first time that everybody found out that he was a racist and a homophobe instead of like digging your heels in the sand and acting like this wasn't a problem. Okay. Brittany asks why they're doing this, why everybody is doing this to them. Jax is like, oh, it's not everybody. It's actually Tom and Ariana. And he calls Thomas. Tommy, uh, tattletale, even though just before, like, Jax is like a pig and shit when it comes to drama and gossip. Like, Brittany even admitted it, everybody in this cast has admitted it, has admitted it, that, like, Jax loves gossip, that he will tell everything, everybody's business, but his, (laughs) uh, um, that he will, you know, like, and so to act like Sandoval is a tattletale, it's like, do you think that, like, you're going to just tell people like, oh, you're acting like a little girl. You can't come to my party. That you're going to text us to multiple people and that they're not going to talk? <laughs> that they're not going to bring that up? Like, they're just going to keep it to themselves? Like, that's ludicrous. Um, And also, just the episode before, he had this total meltdown over Kristen having sex with some other dude other than Carter, who's not even his friend. And then... As soon as Kristen told him, like, I'm not having this conversation, he goes to a group of people who may or may not even know, and we're like, oh, guess what Kristen did? Guess who Kristen had sex with? Okay, well, why did you need to tell them that? Why do you even care? (laughs) Why do you even care? I love gossip just as as much as the next person, but it's also like, you, they're just things that are, like, really not your business and that you really shouldn't care about, and I, I don't get it. Anyway, um, 
so also, by the way, he has no problem talking about Ariana's sexuality and how she's a lesbian, even though Ariana's been very open about her bisexuality and how their relationship, Ariana and Tom's relationship is just so shitty and like, oh, but that's your business to tell, even if it's true or not. Like, why? Why? Again, why do you care? It doesn't make any sense to me. This man cannot see the forest or the trees when it comes to his bullshit and it's truly astonishing <sighs> Brittany counters by saying you know I can't help but feel like if you hadn't maybe sent those rage texts that like none of this would have happened like duh it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. She, like, will say these things, but she really won't hold him accountable. Like, she'll offer this as a an option, but... At the end of the day, it falls on these deaf ears and then he just gets mad at her and so she just cowers down. But it's like, you guys are in a partnership, you are in a marriage. If he's doing things that like ultimately are affecting your life and your friendships and relationships with people, you need to let him know like you're self-destructing, you're ruining the relationships that we do have and you need to get your shit together because this isn't okay. Part of being a marriage isn't like, I have to stand with you over everything. Like, of course, you're supportive of your people and the person that you are partner with. But it's also like, you should be okay with holding somebody accountable for their actions if they're not okay. I mean, what's the point? That A ring on the finger does not mean I, I'm like forced to support you in everything that you do like it, it's so weird we get these series of like Jax's Instagram stories about all the excessive workouts that he's doing because Jax is like now taken to working out instead of like owning up to his responsibilities but whatever is he getting paid for that footage that's what I want to know uh Brie shout out to me and let me know um so then in the next scene we get Lala she comes over to Brittany's house. She's got a paisley dress on, um, snakeskin boots, knee-high snakeskin boots, and a thick black and gold choker. Like, she looks like she just, like, ran into Paisley Park and just stole whatever she could from Prince and was just like, I'm just going to wear it all at the same time. Um, so Brittany, Lala starts to mention how Jax has reached out to her and then Jax actually calls Brittany, excuse me, Lala. She gets him on the speakerphone and 
he starts going off on how Brittany doesn't trust him because he's been working out all the time and how she feels like maybe he's cheating on her and you know what woman gets mad about a woman uh, her husband wanting to exercise and Brittany hears this and is like actually that's not the problem I don't think you're cheating on me mostly because apparently she has his location on his phone and could track that and she's like it's actually the issue is that you're spiraling and that it's hard to deal with you going off on all of our friends and he hangs up Brittany tells Lala like I'm worried if people are even going to come to this party now that Sandoval's having his and we don't even have a DJ so Lala calls James um the guy who I think Jax has been pretty adamant about not liking Brittany as well like he wasn't even invited to their wedding so but now suddenly they need him Lala calls to see if he can DJ the wedding or the party but haha he's already DJing at Sandoval and Ariana's god bless Ariana, Brittany, and Lindsay, Lisa, are uh, gathering clothes for a charity and they're like folding them up and having a conversation and Brittany goes on about how Sandoval has hurt her feelings about this party and how people have to now choose which one to go to and Lisa's like, well, maybe this is Jax's fault <laughs> and Ariana goes on to say, you know, like, unfortunately, you're the collateral damage to your husband's choices and his bad behavior and that really, you don't need to be mad at Sandoval, you need to be mad at your husband for putting you in this position and, you know, Ariana then goes on to say, like, frankly, if it wasn't for you, Brittany, that you, Jax probably wouldn't have a lot of friends and, Brittany was like, no, it would just be Tom that he wasn't friends with. And honestly, like, I uh, kind of don't disagree with Brittany on that, but not for the reasons that she thinks. Let's walk through this. I have always held to this theory that when it comes to, I think the most pure friendship relationship that we have on the show is between Sandoval and Schwartz. They seem to really have a love and respect for each other. They seem to be like a partners with each other. They seem to really root for each other. But we were sold that Sandoval Schwartz and Tom and Jax were a trio in the beginning of the series. Excuse me. Throughout it all, it seems to me like Schwartz is afraid of Jax. Like, he's loyal to him, but in ways that seems more like he's afraid that Jax is going to turn on him and, and admit things and tell things Schwartz doesn't want out, rather than it being loyalty because he truly loves Jax and they have a genuine friendship. Like, has anybody ever thought about that? Something about their relationship just, as the years go on, it just seems very off to me. Um... Until the past few seasons, episodes, we really have not seen, or I can't recall, a time where Schwartz has really admitted and stuck to his admission that, like, Jax's behavior is bad, and I don't like it. It's shitty, and he's bringing this stuff on himself. Um, once Lala... So, 
that's why I think that Schwartz and, and Jax will remain being friends if it wasn't for Sandoval. In terms of Lala, it's very clear that despite the years of slut-shaming that she was called a whore, that, you know, she sucks dicks for PJs, blah, 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 by Katie and Stassi and all these other people while Ariana and Tom stuck by her side, as soon as she was able to get in with what she views to be the cool kids, she just, like, dropped Ariana and Tom like a bad habit. Like, and now she's always talking shit about them, always, like, going in on them for seemingly no reason other than she's trying to remain loyal and in this group of people that she thinks are, is going to maintain her status on the show. Um, so I, that's why I think Lala will stay. Um, Stassi, y'all know I'm famous for not liking Stassi. I really don't believe that she's much better person than Jax is. She's just bad in different ways. Um, and problematic in different ways and racist in different ways. Uh, Kristen is a good friend, but she's a good friend to a fault and to her own detriment. Um, and so there's also like the prevailing feeling, I think, that most of these people to me are not really capable of real relationships. So it doesn't really matter if they all stay friends or not because they don't really know what true friendship is. And even if they did, I think that they still all feel like there is no show without Jax. And I think that they feel like they don't need to have loyalty or friendship with Tom and Ariana because I think they feel like they're kind of like disposable cast members on the show. Anyway, uh, Brittany basically says that low-key, she you know, everyone's, she tells uh, Ariana, is like, well, actually the truth is that like everybody thinks that this uh, party that you're having, that you and Tom are having is a bad idea. Basically like, oh, and they just don't want to tell you. And Ariana counters, well, actually it was Katie and Dana's idea to, for us to even have the party. So top that. Then we get a scene of Katie and Tom at lunch. This is the day of the party. Um, Katie gets a text from Brittany telling her, Ariana told me that you were the one who came up with this idea for Sandoval's party. And then Lala texts Katie and says, not cool, Katie. Katie almost looks like she's about to cry. So she calls Brittany and, and Brittany immediately goes, you know, I'm not blaming you, which she absolutely is. And Katie's like, well, why are you even putting me in this? The fact is that none of this would be happening if it weren't for Jax. And Brittany's like, well, you send rage texts all the time. So like, you know, maybe you should have like a little bit more like, <laughs> like perspective on the situation. And Katie hangs up on her. That was hilarious. Katie has gotten one and a half points for me in the good pile this season. So congratulations, you one and a half gold stars. Um, Brittany, by the way, has been taking shots of alcohol all of this episode, seemingly by herself. <laughs> like even Jax isn't drinking with her. It's concerning. Didn't she have an ulcer like two seasons ago that they were like, please don't drink. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, it is, like I said, the day of the party and Jax 
is coming in from one of his many workouts that he's now doing. Um, and he's like, you know what? I've been apologizing. I've been saying mean things and, and apologizing for them. And so now instead of like saying mean things, I'm just going to the gym and getting it out that way. Like, okay, this has only been what? Three days <laughs> since the beach party where you went off on people like, Oh, now, now we're all Christian emoji, cross emoji, hand praise emoji. Now he's just been, go he's gone to the gym five times this week and now he's a good boy. Okay. Um, the thing, I don't know. The, the, the thing that bothers me is that like, he does these mean things. He does mean to be a dick. It's like, he does, he acts like, oh, I, I do these things that I don't mean, but you do mean them. You do mean all of the words that you say. You do mean to uninvite people and leave people out and call them girls and tattletales. Like, you do mean those things. So don't say, like, oh, I make the mistake by saying them. Like, no, you make the mistake by saying them because they don't breed the results that you want. Meaning people are afraid of you and then fall in line. But you do mean them. <laughs> So I, I don't know how you can repeatedly say things that you don't mean to people when you're sober. Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Um, so basically like, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm just loving that like everybody's actually like picking up on the fact that he's got a consistent pattern of behavior of being shitty to everyone now. I think, I think maybe it was more palatable when it was just like, oh, I'm going off on one person at a time. But now that he's doing it to multiple people, it's like they're building a case. Um, Brittany then says that Jax, like, you know, you've apologized for the things that you've done and Tom still has not apologized to me for what he's done. What did he do to her? What did Sandoval do to Brittany? <laughs> um, Katie is not coming anymore. And Jax is like, well, I don't care. And, you know, the spotlight is always ever, only ever on me for my bad behavior and that Brittany, I told you not to trust these people. These are the people that Brittany just told Ariana would all be friends with, with Jax if it weren't for Sandoval. Jax is now saying, you should not have ever trusted any of these people. 
Yikes. Um, Raquel and James show up to Sandoval and Ariana's house, as well as Katie and Tom, which they didn't expect because Katie and Tom were initially going to go to Jackson Brittany's until Brittany texted Katie. The party is filling up. Everybody seems to be having a good time. Meanwhile, at Jackson Brittany's, the only people that really show up are like Brett, Lala, Stassi, and Bo. Brittany's making these gigantic balls of meat that she claims are going to be burgers. They're like the thickest <laughs> burgers I've ever seen. And not even in a good way. Like they're genuinely like, like croquet balls that she's going to be turning into a hamburger. Ariana, like, the party is popping over at, at Sandoval's and Ariana's. Like, their place looks really cute. They set up these, like, teepees that people can hang out in. Uh, James has his little booth that he can, you know, the pool. They have got a hookah out. And so, uh, Ariana talks to Kristen and uh, Carter, who I guess are dating again. Um, and... Kristen tells Ariana that Sheena texted her earlier and that basically Stassi was making fun of Ariana's house and the party and joking about how they don't have furniture to which Ariana calls Stassi Regina George. She calls her a snob ass bitch. She wonders why Stassi continues to act like she cares about being friends with Ariana when she's going to like talk shit about her and then goes... <laughs> You know what? If you don't like my house so much, maybe you should just stay in your one bedroom house because you converted the other bedroom into a shoe closet because you wanted to copy Sheena. Love it. Love every second of it. I was not into the friendship between Ariana and Stassi last season or two seasons ago. So thank God the pendulum has swung back to the other side. Um, Stassi is at Jax's house and she's like, Hey, like, I want to talk to you. So they sit down and she's like, you know what? You've been doing a lot of these texts and I'm going to be honest with you from the outside in looking in, it looks like you're losing your mind. And Jack's like, well, I am <laughs> in an interview. <laughs> Jack says his brain is a sprained, not sprained, a sprained. And when you sprain your ankle, do you walk on it? No. That's just how the brain works. Excuse me? <laughs> so what it... What? 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 <laughs> then they get back to the conversation. Saucy and Jax goes, you know, it was like on paper... I have everything. I just got married to this beautiful woman. I have this beautiful house. I have the money and that it looks like I have won the lottery. And Saucy's like, well, yeah, you did. <laughs> like, hello. Um, but he claims to say that he is so worried about making other people happy. That basically his issue is that like, he's so concerned about other people's happiness that he just doesn't have time for himself and that he's not putting himself first. That is a more backwards thing than saying that you, your brain is a sprained. I'm so sick of this man. <laughs> uh, where is this footage of him being so worried about other people's happiness? Like footage not found over here. Fortunately, Stassi is like, 
before you go any further, so it's, it's not like you're just having a moment and all of a sudden you're being an asshole. You've been one the entire time that I've known you. <laughs> and then Jax goes in to say like, oh, you know, I really tabled like the cheating stuff in terms of like me fucking Faith and you know, for the wedding and everything happened. Like the wedding was such a whirlwind. Everything happened so fast. And now I'm just like, you know, I, I'm worried that like, because of how I'm acting that Brittany's going to think that like, she can't make me happy. And that couldn't be further from the case. And Stassi's like, that's exactly what she's going to think. And he says like, you know, typically when he's not happy, he sabotages and in his relationships, what he does to sabotage those relationships is to cheat on them. Just saying like, oh, well, I can just, you know, like rather than other than making things work, I'm just going to go on to the next one. Right. So then he says, like, I, I'm just worried that, like, I'm going to start taking things out on Brittany. But it doesn't seem like he meant, like, I'm going to cheat on her. It, there was a darkness to what he said. And I. You know, I'm not going to put abuse on anybody, but, like, it was just giving me shades of abusive behavior. Um, so, yeah, that was the end. Next week is the finale. Um, according to Sheena, we're going to find out some more things that happen about how people feel and how they feel about their relationship to the show. Um, so I'm interested in that. Um, I would like to recommend, recommend if you guys want to hear more from Sheena, um, Danny Pellegrino and his podcast, Everything Iconic did an interview with her. Just, uh, it came out yesterday, I believe. So check that out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you. Bye.